0: This is a recording of What Command Syntax Tells Us About Book of Mormon Authorship, published in Interpreter, a journal of Mormon scripture, read by Sean Canny. Abstract The variety of command syntax found in the Book of Mormon is very different from what is seen in the King James Bible, yet it is sophisticated and principled, evincing early modern English linguistic competence. Interestingly, the syntactic match between the 1829 text and a prominent late 15th century text is surprisingly good. All the evidence indicates that Joseph Smith would not have produced the structures found in the text using the King James Bible as a model, nor from his own language. The overall profile of use of command syntax seen in the Book of Mormon strongly supports the view that the Lord revealed words to Joseph Smith, not ideas. This paper considers the systematic use of the verb command, whenever the verb is followed by a related verbal complement, in both the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible. This analysis leads to some important conclusions in relation to Book of Mormon authorship. Because there are profound differences between the two scriptural texts and more than 150 instances of command syntax in both texts, it is possible to make strong claims with respect to this question. As part of this study, some structural properties of command syntax are examined. The two main parameters to be investigated are 1. Whether an infinitive or a finite verb follows the command verb, and 2. Whether the command verb is in the active voice or in the passive voice. As is shown throughout this paper, the Book of Mormon is a relatively strong match with an important 1483 translation out of Latin by the early printer, publisher, translator, William Caxton. That being the case, the systematic use of command syntax as found in the Book of Mormon is not unheard of in the annals of English literature, but neither is it commonly found. Although I have found a text that is close to the Book of Mormon in terms of command syntax, the usage patterns do not appear to have been prevalent in the textual record, and they have been thoroughly obscured by the passage of time. While the forms found in the Book of Mormon constitute old syntax, they are not difficult to understand or impenetrable in meaning. Yes, the syntax can be complex and even a bit cumbersome, especially when judged according to our present-day sensibilities, but the meaning is usually plain. Of course, the text often sacrifices economy for clarity, and its favored form of command syntax fits within that paradigm. Grammatical Details of Command Syntax In the particular grammatical construction of interest to this study, some form of the verb command is followed by a syntactically related finite clause or infinitival complement. The finite clause may or may not have an auxiliary, should or shall. Finite command syntax, past tense, active voice. A commanded that B should, do something. Infinitival command syntax, past tense, active voice. A commanded B to, do something. Command syntax is, generally speaking, complex. That is because two or more verbs are involved, either active or passive in construction, and often there are multiple grammatical subjects and objects. As a result, the usage of this structure is diverse and exhibits interesting patterns of use. Still, the syntax can occasionally be fairly simple. The construction in the following example involves just two verbs and one subject and one object, pronominal he and him. 1483, Caxton Translation, The Golden Legend He commanded to put him in prison. Here is one example from the Book of Mormon that we will take a look at in order to facilitate an initial understanding of the structure. Skousen's earliest text of the Book of Mormon is used throughout this discussion. Third Nephi 20.14 The Father hath commanded me that I should give unto you this land for your inheritance. More than half of the occurrences of command syntax in the Book of Mormon have this general structure. In this verse, the verb hath commanded has both an indirect object, me, and a direct object clause headed by that. Along with its grammatical subject, these are the main clause arguments. The father, subject, hath commanded, present perfect verb, me, indirect object, that I should give unto you this land, direct object clause. The object clause in this kind of syntax is commonly referred to as both embedded and finite. In Third Nephi 2014, this clause has a detransitive verb, give, that has three arguments of its own. Subject, direct object, and indirect object. That Conjunction slash complementizer I Embedded subject Should Subjunctive auxiliary Give Embedded infinitive. Unto you, embedded indirect object, this land. Embedded direct object. The pronouns me and I are referentially identical. They are the main clause indirect object and the embedded subject of the structure. In this paper, I will refer to command syntax with such an object and subject as layered. In this passage, the auxiliary should functions as a past tense subjunctive marker indicating compulsion, a notion inherent in the semantics of command syntax. Unlike what is commonly used in modern English and in the King James Bible, an infinitive is not employed after hath commanded me in this and most cases of command syntax in the Book of Mormon. If this verse had used an infinitive, it would have simply read, the father hath commanded me to give unto you this land for your inheritance. The construction with an infinitival complement is more compact. A parenthetical phrase elsewhere in the text provides evidence that the above syntax would have been permissible. Helemon 4:22. Or that which the Lord commanded him to give unto the people. In this verse, the relative pronominal that which precedes the main clause verb, commanded, but it is notionally the direct object of the embedded verb, give. This parenthetical phrase thus illustrates the connectedness of command syntax. The option of using either a finite or infinitival construction in command syntax is an example of usage variation that is a feature of all texts. The general meaning is the same, but the syntactic expression is different. I have transformed the following verse in order to exemplify some of the structures that this study discusses. Alma 52.4 As it appears in the text, He, Amoron, did command that his people should maintain those cities which they had taken. Transformations Layered syntax The most common Book of Mormon type. He commanded his people that they should maintain those cities which they had taken. Infinitival complement with a raised object. He commanded his people to maintain those cities. Infinitival complement without a raised object. King James Bible. He commanded to maintain those cities. Finite clause, syntax, no auxiliary, tense leveled. He commanded that his people maintain those cities. Main clause, passive, infinitival complement. His people were commanded to maintain those cities. Main clause passive, finite object clause. The people were commanded by Ammaron that they should maintain those cities. Embedded clause passive, infinitival complement, King James Bible. He commanded those cities to be maintained. Embedded clause passive, finite object clause, Book of Mormon. He commanded that those cities should be maintained. Multiple embedded verbs. He commanded that his people should guard and maintain those cities which they had taken. Embedded negation. He commanded that his people should not maintain those cities which they had taken. Intervening adverbial. He commanded that his people should with great energy maintain those cities which they had taken. Double passive. Those cities were commanded to be maintained. Layered Command Syntax Returning to consider Third Nephi, 2014. The Father hath commanded me that I should give unto you this land for your inheritance. We note that the first person pronoun me is the indirect object of hath commanded. In earlier English, the preposition to, indicating dative case, optionally preceded the indirect object. This is seen in the following Oxford English Dictionary quotation from around the year 1400. Circa 1400, Mandeville, Roxburgh Club. He commanded to all that they should forsake all that they had. The King James Bible uses the dative preposition to once in Daniel three four. To you it is commanded. The Book of Mormon never does except after command nominals. This syntactic marking became obsolete in the early modern English period. In the Mandeville quotation, as in Third Nephi 2014, the indirect object is recapitulated by a pronoun that functions as the subject of the embedded clause. The Oxford English Dictionary indicates that this layered syntax is obsolete. However, because of biblical influence, its use persisted in a minor way into the 18th century and beyond. Google Books nGram Viewer shows usage rates of approximately one percent between 1700 and 1820. Some of this is biblical, and some is reprinted older language, including sermons using biblical phraseology. In active contexts, the Book of Mormon has 84 instances of this layered syntax, while the King James Bible has only nine, two in one verse. This verse, Nehemiah thirteen twenty-two contains the last dated example of layered syntax that is listed in the Oxford English Dictionary. Because there are two separate object clauses headed by that, I have counted this as two instances of command syntax. Here is the structure with ellipsis shown by brackets and indexing. Nehemiah thirteen twenty two Open square bracket. I commanded the Levites close square bracket that they should cleanse themselves and open curly bracket, that they should close curly bracket, come and keep the gates, to sanctify the Sabbath day. The other seven biblical instances of active voice, obsolete layered syntax are shown below, along with three in passive constructions. Main clause in direct objects and embedded subjects are in small caps. Active voice examples Genesis three eleven. Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? Exodus 27.20 Thou shalt command the children of Israel, that they bring thee pure oil-olive, beaten for the light. Lamentations 1.10 Whom thou didst command that they should not enter into thy congregation. Mark six eight, And commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey. Acts one four, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Acts 5.28 Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? Acts 24.23 He commanded a centurion that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. Main Clause Impersonal Passives Daniel 3, 4-5 Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. Revelation 9, 4 it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree. Embedded clause, passive. John 8, 5. Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. Two of the above examples have impersonal passive command verb phrases with it, Daniel 3, 4 through 5, and Revelation 9, 4, and are discussed later. The last example is different from the others since it involves an embedded passive verb phrase should be stoned. As a result, the embedded subject such is not related to the indirect object us in the same way that the arguments in the other verses are related to each other. This verse is the only time in the King James Bible that the embedded subject is different from the indirect object. This state is essentially obligatory in embedded passive syntax. It is similar to the relation between my people and these plates in the following Book of Mormon verse. 1 Nephi 19.4 This have I done and commanded my people that they should do after that I was gone and that these plates should be handed down. The syntax of this verse is complex since it has a fronted direct object, this, with subject-verb inversion, have I instead of I have. The pronominal object functions as the understood object of the embedded verb do. This, have I, commanded my people that they should do. With all these elements, it qualifies as a fairly typical early modern English construction. This is also the only occurrence in the Book of Mormon with both an indirect object, my people, and an embedded passive verb phrase, I have commanded my people that these plates should be handed down. Overview of Command Syntax in the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible According to the counts carried out for this study, there are 163 instances of command syntax in the Book of Mormon, and 170 in the King James Bible. Overall, the Book of Mormon has 92 cases of layered command syntax, and the King James Bible has only 12. Consequently, if the King James Bible had used this grammatical construction as often as the Book of Mormon does, there would have been more than 300 of them in the 1611 text. Thus, the Book of Mormon is markedly different than the King James Bible in terms of rate of use of this obsolete structure. Yet, because layered syntax is found in the King James Bible, the construction does not constitute evidence on its own that the Book of Mormon is independent of the King James Bible in relation to command syntax. It is the totality of usage patterns that points to independence, as is amply evident from a comprehensive analysis of the construction. This article seeks to perform such an analysis, drawing conclusions from systematic usage patterns and the sum of the evidence. Table 1. A Comparison of Command Syntax in the 1829 Book of Mormon and the 1611 King James Bible. Embedded Syntax Finite. Book of Mormon, 129. King James Bible, 32. Embedded syntax, infinitival. Book of Mormon, 34. King James Bible, 138. Embedded syntax, finite rate. Book of Mormon, 79.1%. King James Bible, 18.8%. The Book of Mormon uses finite command syntax nearly 80% of the time, while the King James Bible prefers compact infinitival syntax, using it slightly more than 80% of the time. In addition, the Book of Mormon uses command syntax at 2.5 times the rate of the King James Bible. Statistically speaking, there is a significant difference in usage between the two texts that almost certainly does not arise by accident. So either Joseph Smith consciously preferred and used the less common biblical syntax or he dictated revealed words. The latter is more plausible as this analysis attempts to show. Historical Overview of Command Syntax in English Infinitival Command Syntax is attested at least from the early 14th century. The Oxford English Dictionary has examples with to, without to, akin to bid, and with for to, Accidentals regularized Circa thirteen fifteen William of Parliern of what kin he were come he commanded him tell thirteen eighty two Wycliffe Matthew twenty eight twenty five His Lord commanded him to be sold Circa thirteen eighty six Chaucer the clerk's tale This child I am commanded for to take. Infinitival usage with two persists to this day and is the nearly exclusive type. The notion is often now expressed with a different verb like order, as in, we were ordered to pay the fine. The early English books online database indicates that only in 15th century early modern English was finite command syntax common. By the end of that century, the infinitival had become established as the default type. Thus a match between the command syntax of the Book of Mormon and that of earlier English is to be found only in the 15th century. Moving beyond early modern English into the 18th century textual record using Ngram viewer, we find that finite command syntax was used no more than 5% of the time. Layered syntax, the most common type found in the Book of Mormon, and which the Oxford English Dictionary declares to be obsolete is found no more than 1% of the time. If we considered only active voice, finite command syntax, we see that the Book of Mormon uses the layered construction 73% of the time. The King James Bible uses it only 38% of the time. To be clear, here are these structures and their rate of use in the Book of Mormon. Active voice, layered finite syntax, 73% obsolete a command b that b slash c should slash shall do something active voice simple finite syntax 27% archaic a command that b should slash shall do something the first set of oxford english dictionary quotations below contains examples of layered finite command syntax obsolete with both an indirect object and an object clause. The second group of Oxford English Dictionary quotations contains simple finite command syntax, archaic, with only an object clause. Spelling has been regularized, and some lexical items have been changed. Command plus indirect object plus that. Circa 1400, Mandeville, Roxburgh Club he urgently commanded his subjects that they should let me see all the places. 1530, in W. H. Turner, Selected Records, Oxford. The university heads commanded the servants that they should neither buy nor sell with him. Command plus that. Circa 1420, the prose life of Alexander. Then commanded Alexander that they should make many fires, for it began to be unsufferable cold. 1460 J. Capegrave Chronicles Rolls The king commanded that the offering should be put in a common box and kept for restoration of the temple. The use of that in finite command syntax was optional through the centuries. The following Oxford English Dictionary quotations show the use of should without that. These have embedded passive or intransitive verbs. 1580, North, Plutarch, 1676. Antonius commanded his head and his hands should be set up over the pulpit. 1596, Shakespeare, Taming of the Shrew. I commanded the sleeves should be cut out and sewed up again. Circa 1611, Chapman, the Iliad. Priam commanded none should mourn. We find syntax without that three times in the Book of Mormon, but not in the King James Bible. The first one we consider is the following. Mosiah 18.23 He commanded them that they should observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, and also every day they should give thanks to the Lord their God. This passage is akin to the following excerpt taken from a text that is similar to the Book of Mormon in terms of command syntax. 1483, Caxton Translation, The Golden Legend Anon, the cruel tyrant commanded to slay all the people that were with St. Edmund and destroy them, but they should hold and keep only the king, whom he knew rebel unto his wicked laws. In both cases, it is the second embedded clause that lacks the complementizer that, other elements, adverbials, and conjunctions take its place. The other two without that are these. Alma sixty three twelve. Save it were those parts which had been commanded by Alma should not go forth. Helaman six twenty five. It is these secret oaths and covenants which Alma commanded his son should not go forth unto the world. These two examples are similar to the 1611 Chapman quote from the Oxford English Dictionary seen above, also with an intransitive verb, and they are also similar to the following 17th century quotes. 1635, William Triwit, translation, A mirror for Christian states, a drum which he commanded should be beaten up. 1664, Peter Witch, translation, The Life of Dom John de Castro, the Fortress, which he commanded should be scaled. In all four of these examples, the command syntax occurs in a relative clause, and the complementizer, that, is not used before should. This particular syntactic match is striking. In the case of the Book of Mormon, it strongly suggests knowledgeable early modern English authorship. Nineteenth-Century Usage The prolific Scottish author, Walter Scott, never used layered syntax in the first third of the nineteenth century, but he did use simple archaic syntax with an auxiliary. However, this linguistically conservative writer employed such finite command syntax in the past tense, perhaps only seven times, my counts, in his extensive writings for his Waverley novels. 1814-1831, to 1831, Walter Scott, Waverley Novels British usage. It is said the king had commanded that it should not be further inquired into. Sir Richard commanded that he should prepare himself for attending him on an immediate journey. I sent you this morning to attend my nephew on the first tidings of his illness, and commanded that he should make no attempt to be present on this day's solemnity. He was answered that the king had commanded that none should be admitted to him for some time. The colonel, in base revenge, commanded that they should not spare that rogue Hudson. Then commanded fiercely that I should be deprived of the sight of my eyes. He commanded that the minstrel should be enlarged from the dungeon. In contrast to a limited use of command syntax with should, Scott used commanded, to plus infinitive, about 120 times in his Waverly novels. That means that he used past tense finite clause syntax only 6% of the time. These figures in Scott's conservative style tell us that archaic command syntax was infrequent in British English in the early 1800s. And the absence of layered command syntax in his writings reinforces the assertion made by the Oxford English Dictionary that it was obsolete. The American author James Fenimore Cooper used infinitives after commanded approximately fifty times in his copious writings. His output was roughly contemporaneous with the Scottish author. I have found that Cooper used that clauses with shall and should perhaps only twice my counts, a two percent past tense rate, once with an embedded passive and another time in the context of statutory language, 1820-1851. to 1851 james fenimore cooper american usage after which he incontinently commanded that the runaways should be apprehended the statute commanding that all executions shall take place by the light of the sun this tells us that archaic command syntax was uncommon in american english in the early 1800s and perhaps less common than it was in british english by the 20th century, finite command syntax with shall or should was defunct, effectively remaining only with bare finite verbs in the shape of present tense subjunctive verb forms, as in, they commanded that he go. Auxiliary usage in finite clause syntax The last example from Cooper has the auxiliary shall. This auxiliary usage was uncommon but it is found in the early modern English textual records despite being absent in the King James Bible. 1536, Miles Coverdale Translation. A mirror or glass for them that be sick and in pain. Early English Books online database. Therefore also doth Christ command that we shall so show the light of our faith before men. 1598, Stowe, A Survey of London. Oxford English Dictionary. I will and command, that they shall enjoy the same, well and quietly and honorably. The King James Bible never uses the auxiliary shall, in the object clause of command syntax. Instead the biblical text always employs bare finite verbs when the tense is non past. Leviticus thirteen fifty four. The priest shall command that they wash the thing wherein the plague is. Yet shall occurs seven times in the Book of Mormon, in present and future contexts, and other times after command nominals. In this way, then, it is properly independent in its usage, following early modern English, but not the King James Bible. Table 2 shows the breakdown of auxiliary, non-usage, in the two texts and six Book of Mormon examples, with shall follow. Table 2 Comparison of Finite Clause Auxiliary Usage Auxiliary, none, Book of Mormon, 9, King James Bible, 7. Auxiliary, shall, Book of Mormon, 7, King James Bible, 0. Auxiliary, should, Book of Mormon, 113, King James Bible, 25. Alma 37, 2. I also commanded you that ye shall keep a record of this people, according as I have done. Alma forty four seven. I will command my men that they shall fall upon you and inflict the wounds of death in your bodies. Alma 61.13 He doth not command us that we shall subject ourselves to our enemies. Helaman 10.11 I commanded you that ye shall go and declare unto this people... Third Nephi three eight on the morrow month, I will command that my armies shall come down against you Third nephi sixteen four I command you that ye shall write these sayings after that I am gone. The periphrastic past, both the King James Bible and the Book of Mormon use the periphrasis did plus command as part of command syntax. It is also attested in early modern English. Lamentations 1.10 Whom thou didst command that they should not enter into thy congregation. Third Nephi 15.16 This much did the Father command me that I should tell unto them. 15.75 Richard Allen Translation A Notable Discourse Early English Books Online Database Yet our Savior did command that they should pay him tribute. Past tense syntax with did with main verb lexical stress, is a distinct early modern English phenomenon that peaked at an average rate of 10% in the middle of the 16th century. It is characteristic of the Book of Mormon, and is used more than 25% of the time to express the simple past, but less than 2% of the time in the King James Bible, my estimates. This is another strong piece of syntactic evidence pointing to the independence of the Book of Mormon vis-a-vis the King James Bible. The latter only uses the periphrastic past heavily and noticeably with the verb eat and never, for instance, with did go. The Book of Mormon employs the syntax at a high rate and with many different verbs, about 50 times with did go. It is thus a mid-16th century, early modern English text in this regard, and it was something Joseph Smith would not have been aware of from the King James Bible. Finite Clause Syntax as has been noted, when command syntax is not infinitival, the Book of Mormon prefers to use obsolete, layered syntax, while the King James Bible does not. Table 3 shows the breakdown, limiting to it cases where the grammatical voice of both verbs is active. Table 3. Comparison of active voice, finite clause, syntax. Layered. Book of Mormon. 84. King James Bible. 9. Simple. Simple. Book of Mormon, 31. King James Bible, 15. Layered rate. Book of Mormon, 73%. King James Bible, 37.5%. Therefore, the predominant finite clause construction, active voice, for each text is as follows. Book of Mormon. A commanded B that B should do something. King James Bible. A commanded that B should do something the type favored by the Book of Mormon is emphatic, versatile, and precise. When should and shall are used, more than 90% of the time, the notion of compulsion is reinforced. When the indirect object is repeated, as the embedded subject, the structure is emphatic. And when the embedded subject is different from the indirect object, the command structure is versatile and precise. This usage is not directly possible with infinitival syntax. Furthermore, the complementizer that, unlike the infinitival preposition to, may be used far from the embedded subject and verb and can be used to clarify complex syntax and separate constituents. Finally, layered syntax is clear and direct. The person commanded is made explicit, as is what is commanded. There are six instances in the Book of Mormon where the indirect object is different from the embedded subject. Excluded is the lone case with an embedded passive where the arguments are necessarily different. First 1 Nephi 19.4, see above. First Nephi 3.2 The Lord hath commanded me that thou and thy brethren shall return to Jerusalem. First Nephi 3.4 The Lord hath commanded me that thou and thy brothers should go unto the house of Laban and seek the records and bring them down hither into the wilderness. 1 Nephi 7.2 The Lord commanded him that I, Nephi, and my brethren, should again return into the land of Jerusalem and bring down Ishmael and his family into the wilderness. Mosiah 18.21 He commanded them that there should be no contention one with another. Mosiah 18.24 He also commanded them that the priest which he had ordained should labor with their own hands for their support. Mosiah nineteen eleven, the king commanded them that all men should leave their wives and their children and flee before the Lamanites. Here is an early example with a passive command verb. Fourteen eighty three Caxton translation, The Golden Legend. Sereicus was commanded that he and his fellows should delve the earth. It is worth noting. That the syntactic structure of the first three examples is noticeably consistent, yet there is free variation in first Nephi three two and first Nephi three four with shall and should and with brethren and brothers Infinitival syntax switching now to examine active infinitival contexts, we find that the King James Bible has twenty-six occurrences without a raised object while the Book of Mormon always explicitly identifies this object. Book of Mormon, a command null to do something, 0%. King James Bible, a command null to do something, 23%. This makes the Book of Mormon a plain text, consonant with a stated priority. The count in Table 4 and the examples that follow exclude cases with embedded passive participles. Table 4. Comparison of active infinitival command syntax. Raised object. Book of Mormon, 19. King James Bible, 86. None. Book of Mormon, 0. King James Bible, 26. Raised object rate. Book of Mormon, 100%. King James Bible, 76.8%. Esther 6, 1. He commanded, null. To bring the book of records of the chronicles, Daniel three thirteen, Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded null to bring Shadrach, mesach and Abednego. First Nephi five eight, the Lord hath commanded my husband to flee into the wilderness, Mosiah eighteen twenty two, he commanded them to preach. Considering now infinitival syntax with embedded passive verb phrases, we find that the King James Bible often employs this construction, 24 times, but that the Book of Mormon never does. Acts twenty-two twenty-four, The chief captain commanded, open bracket, him to be brought into the castle, close bracket. The Book of Mormon only employs embedded passive participles in finite object clauses. First Nephi 19.4, Mosiah 9.2, and 12.18, 3 Nephi 17.11, and 23.13, Ether 4.2. The King James Bible uses this construction as well. 3 Nephi 17.11, He commanded, open bracket, that their little children should be brought, close bracket, Nehemiah 13.19, I commanded, Open bracket, that the gates should be shut. Close bracket. There is one case in the King James Bible in which both the main verb and the embedded verb are used in the passive. Such a construction is not found in the Book of Mormon. Nehemiah thirteen five. Double Passive. He had prepared for him a great chamber, where aforetime they laid the meat offerings, the frankincense, and the vessels, and the tithes of the corn, the new wine, and the oil, open bracket, which was commanded to be given close bracket, to the Levites and the singers and the porters. The relative pronoun, which, whose lengthy antecedent is shown in italics, functions as the subject of the command verb, but refers to the things given, the passive past participle. Active passive effects in command syntax Table 5 shows the breakdown of command syntax in the Book of Mormon according to whether the command verb was used in the active voice or in the passive voice, and whether the construction has an infinitival complement or a finite clause. Table 5. Active, passive effects in the Book of Mormon. Voice of the command verb. Embedded syntax. Finite. Active, 121. Passive, 8 infinitival, active 19, passive 15. Finite rate, active 86.4%, passive 34.8%. Table five demonstrates that while infinitival syntax is decidedly not favored in the Book of Mormon in main clause active contexts, it is favored in main clause passive contexts. The chi-squared test indicates that it is unlikely that this grammatical pattern occurred by accident. The King James Bible only has five main clause passives, so there is little data to analyze in this regard. Yet the biblical text uses finite clause syntax with passive command verbs at twice the rate that it does with active command verbs. So the Book of Mormon pattern cannot derive from the King James Bible. The following two Book of Mormon passages effectively illustrate the active passive usage difference in the text since they have the same embedded verb phrase alma fifty two four He did command that his people should maintain those cities which they had taken alma fifty six twenty they were commanded by Amron to maintain those cities which they had taken alma fifty two four has an active main-clause verb, while Alma 5620 has a passive main-clause verb, with an overt agent, Ameron. Cases of object-clause syntax after-passive command verbs are rare in the Oxford English Dictionary. Although there are probably more than I have found, I counted only three examples in that voluminous dictionary. Moreover, there are 26 instances of was-where-been commanded to, in the Oxford English Dictionary. But no cases of was, slash, where, slash, been commanded that should. Early English Books Online Database clearly shows that the latter syntax was always the minority usage in the early modern English period, but that passive finite syntax was more common in the 16th century than in the 17th century. By the year 1700, the infinitival rate after passive command verbs was at least 98%. From the one-sided evidence in the textual record, we conclude that there was a very strong preference in early modern English for infinitival complements after passive command verbs. Therefore, in view of the fact that the Book of Mormon strongly favors finite clause syntax generally, but favors infinitival syntax after passive command verbs, the text evinces a contrastive regard for the general early modern English tendency. And it is important to note that there is no biblical evidence for this tendency. In fact, if anything, the King James Bible points to heavier finite clause use with passive command verbs. Here are the seven exceptional cases of finite syntax with passive command verbs in the Book of Mormon, all with the auxiliary should, regardless of the tense of the main clause. Omni, one, one, I, Omni, being commanded by my father, Jerem, that I should write somewhat upon these plates to preserve our genealogy. Ether, four, three, I am commanded that I should hide them up again in the earth. Alma, six, six, the children of God were commanded that they should gather themselves together oft and join in fasting and mighty prayer. Mormon, six, six. I, Mormon, having been commanded of the Lord that I should not suffer that the records which had been handed down by our fathers, which were sacred, to fall into the hands of the Lamanites. Alma 9.1 I, Alma, having been commanded of God that I should take Amulek and go forth and preach again unto this people. Alma 8.25 I have been commanded that I should turn again and prophesy unto this people. Mosiah seven eight, and they stood before the king and was permitted, or rather commanded, that they should answer the questions which he should ask them. In every case, there is something syntactically speaking, that might have led to the choice of finite clause syntax. Four of these verses have embedded verb phrases with elements that favor finite embedded syntax. In Alma six six, the embedded verb is reflexive and in Mormon 6.6 it is negated. In two others, the embedded verb phrase has two or more verbs, Alma 8.25 and 9.1. These factors are discussed below. Mosiah 7.8 has broken main clause syntax. First the verb permit is used, then it changes to command. This correction interrupts straightforward syntactic usage. Also. Ether 4-3 has an embedded phrasal verb, hide up. This verb type is not found in passive infinitival constructions in the text. The adverbial particle, up, does not indicate direction and may have a syntactic effect that is similar to a reflexive pronoun. Finally, omni 1-1 has a purposive infinitival preposition, two, that is part of the embedded clause. Therefore, the choice of finite syntax meant that only one infinitival preposition was used in the embedded clause. That is also a possibility in Mormon 6.6, which has a double embedding with the verb suffer. An analogous situation is present in Acts 24.23, discussed below. The intervening prepositional phrase in the following example, omni 1.1, may have led to the use of an object clause. 1483, Caxton Translation, The Golden Legend She was commanded by a voice in her sleep that she should go to the holy king Edward. Only five passive command verbs are found in the entire King James Bible, 3% of the total. Two have object clauses, with and without an auxiliary, and three are infinitival. Daniel 3, 4-5 through to you it is commanded that ye fall down and worship Nebuchadnezzar's golden image. Revelation nine four. It was commanded them that they should not hurt. Numbers thirty six two. My lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance unto his daughters. Nehemiah thirteen five. Which was commanded to be given to the Levites. 1 Corinthians fourteen thirty four they are commanded to be under obedience so as stated above the king james bible actually uses that clauses at a higher rate forty percent with main clause passives than it does when the command verb is in the active voice given the strong preference in both the king james bible and early modern english for passive infinitival syntax It is natural to ask why finite clauses were used in Revelation 9.4 and Daniel 3.4-5. The reason may ultimately reside in embedded complexity. In Revelation 9.4, there is embedded negation. Furthermore, Wycliffe in 1382, Tyndale in 1526, and the Geneva Bible in 1560 used that clauses in this verse probably because of the negation. Their syntactic choice may have prompted the King James translators to do the same, since earlier biblical translations are known to have influenced King James Bible usage. As far as Daniel 3, 4-5 is concerned, the extended aspect of the command structure with many intervening elements and an embedded conjoined verb phrase as well could have influenced King James Bible translators not to use an infinitive. The complex wording of this verse demonstrates the increased clarity of finite clause syntax with intervening constituents. What main clause passive command syntax tells us? There are some conclusions that can be drawn from the foregoing evidence. We have seen that there is no discernible preference for passive infinitival syntax in the King James Bible. Consequently, countervailing passive infinitival syntax in the Book of Mormon cannot be attributed to the King James Bible. Stepping back to a more general argument, if we ascribe the text of the Book of Mormon to the authorship of Joseph Smith, then we must assume that he followed the nine instances of active voice layered syntax found in the King James Bible, and vastly expanded its use in the Book of Mormon, making it the predominant form of command syntax that follows directly from the uncontroversial position that Smith was not an early modern English syntax expert and would have known of layered syntax only from the King James Bible and not from obscure early modern English texts, nor from his environment. But then, because there was no passive infinitival tendency to be found in the King James Bible, this view must lead us to conclude that he would have also used the form that he adopted, finite clause syntax just as heavily with passives. It is clear that he did not. The reliable early English books online database points to 98% infinitival rates at the end of the early modern English period. The writings of Scott and Cooper show that infinitival syntax had nearly supplanted finite syntax by the 1820s. The American author used the infinitival construction 98% of the time and the Oxford English Dictionary and Engram Viewer provide cross-verification of similar rates. So it is almost certain that Joseph Smith's language was predominantly infinitival, and this is directly in line with what is found in the 1611 King James Bible. As a result, it is highly likely that Smith would have used infinitival command syntax at a 90% rate or higher had he been responsible for the language of the text of the Book of Mormon. Therefore, the heavy use of obsolete and archaic finite syntax in the Book of Mormon, in conjunction with a contrastive preference for passive infinitival syntax, argues strongly against inexpert 1820's authorship. It is a virtual certainty that a non-scholarly author could not have produced this mix of syntactic structures, and this is especially apparent when we consider all the other intricacies of command syntax found in the text. Mixed Syntax and Embedded Negation Next we look at passages in the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible where both infinitival and finite syntax are used after a single command verb. The following Book of Mormon passage shifts from infinitival to finite, seemingly focusing the command Mosiah makes about not having a king. Mosiah 29.30 I commanded you to do these things in the fear of the Lord, And I commanded you to do these things, and that ye have no king. Note that there is tense leveling in the finite clause, just as there is in present-day English. We insisted that they leave. We see this in early modern English as well. 1483, Caxton Translation, The Golden Legend Then Hermogenes was angry and called many devils and commanded them that they bring him to St. James bound. This same type of switch, from infinitival to finite, is found in the King James Bible as well. In the following passage, there are first two infinitivals, then an object clause headed by that. The finite clause is complex, containing a conjoined infinitival of its own. Acts 24:23. He commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. The switch to a finite clause effectively prevents the use of multiple embedded infinitives. He commanded to forbid none to minister or come unto him. It is also possible in both Mosiah 29.30 and Acts 24.23 that the negative aspect of the embedded verb phrases influence the choice of a that clause. That claim is made because there is an observed preference for finite command syntax in both texts with negated embedded verbs. Table 6 Embedded Verbal Negation and Command Syntax Syntax Finite Book of Mormon Negation 20 None 109 King James Bible Negation 6 None 26 Infinitival Book of Mormon Negation 0 None, 34. King James Bible, Negation 3, None, 135. The King James Bible, which uses infinitival syntax 80% of the time, shows the reverse tendency under negation, using object clauses with negated verbs two thirds of the time. Embedded complexity, ellipsis, and counts. The tendency in the two texts, but especially in the Book of Mormon, is not to use an infinitival construction when there is embedded complexity of one kind or another. For instance, when there are conjoined verb phrases after the command verb, the Book of Mormon always uses finite syntax, except in one instance. The exception is the following verse with a main clause passive, Alma 5:44. I am commanded to stand and testify unto this people. Spell out. I am commanded to stand, and I am commanded to testify unto this people. There were two syntactic forces at work in this verse. The passive command verb called for an infinitival complement, and the conjoined verb phrases called for a finite clause. The former effectively outweighed the latter. Because there is not another instance of two, this verse is counted as containing only one instance of command syntax. The simple use of the intransitive verb, stand, without any following adverbial elements such as up or forth before the conjunction and the next infinitive may have favored two ellipsis. There are two similar cases of ellipsis in the King James Bible. These verses have more robust ellipsis since there are adverbials that follow the first infinitive in each case. Luke nine fifty four, Lord, Open bracket wilt thou that we command fire, close bracket, open curly bracket two close curly bracket come down from heaven and open bracket null close bracket, open curly bracket, null close curly bracket consume them even as elias did acts four eighteen and open bracket they close bracket called them, and open bracket commanded them close bracket, not open curly bracket, two close curly bracket, speak at all, nor open bracket, null, close bracket, open curly bracket, null, close curly bracket, teach in the name of Jesus, the spell out of the ellipsis in acts four eighteen would conceivably be something like nor did they command them to. The following Book of Mormon verse does not have ellipsis of the infinitival preposition, Mosiah 26:39. Open bracket they being commanded of God close bracket to pray without ceasing and open bracket null close bracket to give thanks in all things. It is counted as two cases of infinitival syntax because of the second use of to and the possibility that there could have been a switch to a finite clause. In other words, the above verse could also have been expressed in the following way, they, being commanded of God to pray without ceasing, and that they should give thanks in all things. As we have seen, this switch from infinitival to finite is found elsewhere in the Book of Mormon and King James Bible, Mosiah 29.30 and Acts 24.23. The King James Bible has twelve instances of embedded conjoined verb phrases. The Book of Mormon has eleven. The only pure infinitival case in the Book of Mormon with more than one instance of two is Mosiah 26:39. Here are two infinitival examples from the King James Bible. Genesis 42:25. Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way. Acts 23.10 The chief captain commanded the soldiers to go down, and to take him by force from among them, and to bring him into the castle. Here are examples with finite clause syntax, one from each scriptural text. Jeremiah 37.21 Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah into the court of the prison, and that they should give him daily a piece of bread out of the baker's street, until all the bread in the city were spent. 3 Nephi 18.8 When he had said these words, he commanded his disciples that they should take of the wine of the cup and drink of it, and that they should also give unto the multitude that they might drink of it. Note the conjoined verbs take and drink after the first instance of that they should in 3 Nephi 18.8. The text could have read and that they should drink of it with a complete spell out. We consider that elliptical syntax next. Conjoined Verb Phrases in the Embedded Clause This section examines conjoined embedded verb phrases in the Book of Mormon besides Alma 5.44 With the main clause passive, I am commanded to stand and testify, finite clause syntax is always used when there is more than one embedded main verb. A comparison of usage is shown in Table 7. Table 7. Embedded verb phrases in Book of Mormon command syntax. Embedded verb phrases limited to active context without negation. Syntax. Finite. One verb. Seventy-nine two plus verbs, 18. Infinitival, one verb, 19. Two plus verbs, zero. Because the text favors finite clause syntax anyway, this particular usage pattern barely enters the realm of statistical significance. We have already seen some instances of this syntax. Here are four more examples. Mosiah 19:11. The king commanded them that all the men should leave their wives and their children and flee before the Lamanites. Alma 8.16 I am sent to command thee that thou return to the city of Ammoniah and preach again unto the people of the city. Alma forty four seven. I will command my men that they shall fall upon you and inflict the wounds of death in your bodies. Alma 47.27 Amalickiah commanded that his armies should march forth and see what had happened to the king. In every case in the Book of Mormon, the ellipsis involves that and the embedded subject, and it usually involves an auxiliary. In short, this is an additional way in which the Book of Mormon uses command syntax in a regulated manner, favoring once again finite syntax with embedded complexity perhaps because of its greater clarity and syntactic flexibility, the conjunction that, and the auxiliary verb are freer, syntactically speaking, than the infinitival preposition, too. We have seen that the King James Bible has two cases of embedded ellipsis with infinitives, Luke 9:54, and Acts 4:18. It also has five instances of embedded ellipsis and object clauses. One of these has a reflexive verb, Acts 27.43 And is mentioned below. Another has been discussed more than once, Daniel 3.4-5 And another has been shown before as well, Nehemiah 13.22 The remaining two verses are these, Acts 1.4 And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Joshua 8.29 Joshua commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city and raise thereon a great heap of stones joshua eight twenty nine has three embedded main verbs similar to first Nephi three four and alma nine one alma thirty nine twelve has four See below with these counts in mind. We see that the Biblical text opts for finite syntax more than 70% of the time with this type of embedded complexity. There are few cases of this, but we can say that this relatively high finite rate with conjoined verb phrases contrasts with a complementary 17% finite rate with simple verb phrases. Finite followed by infinitival syntax in the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon has two cases of finite followed by infinitival syntax. The King James Bible does not have similar examples. In both cases, the finite clause verb phrase is more complex than the infinitival one, as we expect from the evidence considered thus far. Alma 8.25 I have been commanded, that I should turn again and prophesy unto this people, yea, and, null, to testify against them concerning their iniquities. 3 Nephi 4.23 Zemnariha did give command unto his people that they should withdraw themselves from the siege and to march into the farthermost parts of the land northward. 3 Nephi 4.23 does not contain the verb command. It has not been included in database counts but I include it here because it has relevant syntax and since the semantics of did give command is equivalent to commanded. Note that the finite clause verb phrase is reflexive and the infinitival verb phrase is intransitive. In Alma 8.25, the finite clause verb phrase is complex with prophesy and an obsolete phrase verb turn again equals return. See Oxford English Dictionary, turn in contrast the infinitival verb phrase is simple although this complex syntax is not biblical we find it in early modern english this switch was used more than once by caxton 1483 caxton translation the golden legend he commanded that she should be brought to for him and to be tormented with so many torments that she should be esteemed for dead then he commanded that she should be put in prison, and on the morn to be beheaded. And after this the emperor commanded that they should be hanged with cords, and their bodies to be given to hounds, and wolves to be devoured. Caxton is free with his use of ellipsis in the first two examples, since objective, her, does not occur in the preceding clause, and that would be the grammatical spell-out in front of the infinitival preposition, too. The Book of Mormon is likewise free at times with ellipsis. Also, Caxton's infinitivals are used in passive verb phrases. These have the same simple argument structure, an elliptical subject, no grammatical object, that the intransitives have in the infinitivals in Alma 8.25 and 3 Nephi 4.23. On Embedded Reflexives The Book of Mormon uses finite clause syntax exclusively with embedded reflexive verb phrases five times if we count 3 Nephi 4.23. 3 Nephi 18.2 He commanded the multitude that they should sit themselves down upon the earth. Alma 6.6 The children of God were commanded that they should gather themselves together oft and join in fasting and mighty prayer. Alma 61.13 Open bracket. He doth not command us close bracket, that we shall subject ourselves to our enemies, but, null, that we should put our trust in him, and he will deliver us. Mosiah 12:17. He commanded that the priests should gather themselves together. This is taken to be a real pattern in the Book of Mormon, because the same behavior is noted more extensively in causative syntax, 13 times, which is similar in construction. Furthermore, the King James Bible, which disfavors finite clause syntax, uses it both times with embedded reflexive verbs. Acts 27:43. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. Nehemiah 13:22. I commanded the Levites that they should cleanse themselves. In Alma 61.13, the tense of the auxiliary shifts from present to past under main clause ellipsis. This is the only case of such a tense shift in embedded command syntax. Skousen's work shows that this has never been embedded in the history of the text. Hence, no editor has determined it to be unacceptable from a grammatical standpoint. We note here that should is found frequently after present tense commandeth in early modern English. 1485 Caxton Translation, The Royal Book God commanded that he should fast, the belly saith nay. Auxiliary Usage Patterns in the Book of Mormon Embedded finite verbs are used without an auxiliary only 7% of the time in the Book of Mormon. In one of these, the bare verb overtly shows subjunctive marking, similar to what is seen elsewhere in the text, such as in the second example below, containing an impersonal construction with flee. Alma 8.16 I am sent to command thee that thou return to the city of Ammonihah. First Nephi 3.18 Wherefore, it must needs that be he flee out of the land. Because subjunctive is clearly used in Alma 8.16, and since shall and should act as subjunctive markers, the other verses with bare, embedded, finite verbs likely contain covert subjunctive verb forms. These are shown immediately below. One verse, Alma 39.12, has three finite main verbs after that ye. 1 Nephi 17.48 I command you that ye touch me not. Mosiah 29.30 I commanded you that ye have no king. Alma 5.61 I, Alma, do command you in the language of him who hath commanded me that ye observed to do the words which I have spoken unto you. Alma 37.1 I command you that ye take the records which have been entrusted with me. Alma 37:27 I command you that ye retain all their oaths and their covenants and their agreements and their secret abominations. Alma 39:12 I command you my son in the fear of God that ye refrain from your iniquities that ye turn to the Lord with all your mind might and strength that ye lead away the hearts of no more to do wickedly but rather return unto them and acknowledge your faults and repair that wrong which ye have done. What is noteworthy about these is that they all involve second-person pronouns. Alma 8.16 has second-person singular, thou, and the rest have second-person plural, ye, with the pronoun in Alma 37 and 39 used with singular meaning to refer to one of Alma's sons. Five other times ye is used with should or shall. Alma 37-2 I also command you that ye shall keep a record of this people. Alma 61.20. The Lord hath commanded you that ye should go against them. Helaman 10.11. I command you that ye shall go and declare unto this people. Third Nephi 16.4. I command you that ye shall write these sayings after that I am gone third nephi eighteen twenty five but rather have commanded that ye should come unto me, and as we have already seen, shall and should are used with a pair of verses in first Nephi three 2 and three four with resolved second person plural subjects. This distribution of usage means that more than 50% of the time there is no auxiliary with second-person-embedded subjects, as shown in Table 8. Table 8. Finite Clause Auxiliary Usage in the Book of Mormon Person of the Embedded Subject Auxiliary None Second Nine First or Third Zero Shall or Should Second Seven First or Third 113. Fisher's exact test, a more demanding test for this data set, points to this as being statistically significant. This means that it is unlikely that exclusive non-auxiliary usage with second-person embedded subjects occurred by accident in the Book of Mormon text. Caxton's The Golden Legend, 1483. This paper has shown how the Book of Mormon is systematically different from the King James Bible in terms of command syntax. A prominent early modern English text is significantly closer to the Book of Mormon in this regard. This book, titled Legenda Aurea Sanctorum, is a hagiographical work. Caxton published a translation in 1483 that he made from the original Latin. The book went through many editions before the middle of the 16th century. We have seen several examples from this text in the course of this discussion. I have tallied and considered 380 past tense instances of command syntax in this lengthy text, a little shorter than the King James Bible. Both the Book of Mormon and this Caxton translation employ command syntax at a rate of 600 instances per million words, and both texts show a remarkable similarity along quite a few different dimensions even though they were published 350 years apart. Table 9 shows how the three texts compare. Table 9. Comparison of various command syntax rates. 19 command syntax rates. Overall finite clause rate. Book of Mormon, 79.1%. Caxton translation, 59.2%. King James Bible, 18.8%. Percentage of finite clauses with auxiliaries. Book of Mormon, 93%. Caxton translation, 99.1%. King James Bible, 78.1%. Percentage of layered syntax in active contexts. Book of Mormon, 73%. Caxton translation, 53.8%. King James Bible, 37.7%. Percentage involving passive command verbs. Book of Mormon, 14.1%. Caxton translation, 5.3%. King James Bible, 2.9%. Percentage involving passive embedded verbs. Book of Mormon, 3.7%. Caxton translation, 41.6%. King James Bible, 17.6%. Finite clause rates with All active voice syntax Book of Mormon, 85.8% Caxton translation, 43.5% King James Bible, 17.6% All passive voice syntax Book of Mormon, null Caxton translation, 28.6% King James Bible, 0.0% Active passive syntax Book of Mormon, 100%. Caxton Translation, 83.4%. King James Bible, 20.7%. Passive Active Syntax. Book of Mormon, 34.8%. Caxton Translation, 46.2%. King James Bible, 50%. Active Command Verbs. Book of Mormon, 86.4%. Caxton Translation. 60.3%. King James Bible, 18.2%. Passive Command Verbs. Book of Mormon, 34.8%. Caxton Translation, 40%. King James Bible, 40%. Passive Embedded Verbs. Book of Mormon, 100%. Caxton Translation, 81.0%. King James Bible, 20%. Active Embedded Verbs. Book of Mormon, 78.3%. Caxton Translation, 43.7%. King James Bible, 18.6%. Embedded Adverbials. Book of Mormon, 97.1%. Caxton Translation, 86.5%. King James Bible, 41.2%. No Embedded Adverbial. Book of Mormon, 74.2%. Caxton Translation, 54.9%, King James Bible, 16.3%. Multiple Embedded Verbs Book of Mormon, 95.5%, Caxton Translation, 79.7%, King James Bible, 71.4%. One Embedded Verb Book of Mormon, 76.6%, Caxton Translation, 55.5%, King James Bible, 16.6%. Embedded negation. Book of Mormon, 100%. Caxton translation, 100%. King James Bible, 66.7%. No embedded negation. Book of Mormon, 76.2%. Caxton translation, 58.7%. King James Bible, 16.1% correlations book of mormon caxton translation 1483 equals 79 percent caxton translation 1483 king james bible equals 68 percent book of mormon king james bible equals 30 percent the king james bible has a considerable amount of tyndale's language in it and Tyndale made his biblical translations about 45 years after Caxton published this translated text. So the 68% correlation between the King James Bible and Caxton's The Golden Legend understandably follows from that observation. Yet the Book of Mormon correlates even more closely with The Golden Legend, and it does so when nearly 20 esoteric usage rates are directly compared rates that can be known only after performing a close linguistic analysis. It seems significant that both texts show the same active finite, passive infinitival contrast, and that both have many instances of and high rates of layered syntax in active contexts. From my fairly extensive research, the latter appears to be rare in the early modern English textual record, and it may in fact be unique to Caxton's 1483 text. Further investigation will clarify this picture. Summary of command syntax in the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible Book of Mormon active command verb finite rate equals 86%. King James Bible active command verb finite rate equals 18%. Book of Mormon passive command verb finite rate equals 35%. King James Bible Passive Command Verb Finite Rate equals 40%. No evidence of the King James Bible favoring a passive infinitival construction. Layered Syntax in Active Contexts Book of Mormon equals 84 times, 73% of finite clause instances. King James Bible equals 9 times, 38% of finite clause instances. Active infinitival raised object usage rates. Book of Mormon equals 100%. Plain syntax. King James Bible equals 77%. The Book of Mormon always uses finite clause syntax with embedded negation 20 times. Passive participles 6 times. Reflexive verbs 4 times. 21 of 22 times with conjoined verb phrases. Remarkably systematic usage. The King James Bible also favors finite clause syntax with embedded negation, reflexives, and conjoined verb phrases. Yet infinitival syntax with embedded passive participles is frequent and typical, 24 times, 80%. Finite clause auxiliary usage. Book of Mormon equals 93%. King James Bible equals 78%. Never uses shall. Book of Mormon shall usage equals seven times. Should slash shall are always used except with thou and ye nine times. Again, systematic usage. Conclusion Command syntax in the Book of Mormon and the King James Bible is markedly different. Caxton's 1843 profile of use is much closer to the Book of Mormon's. The principal difference between the scriptural text lies in their rates of finite and infinitival complementation. They are opposites in this regard. Both texts display a number of statistically significant usage patterns, and the Book of Mormon does so to an impressive degree. It prefers layered finite syntax with the auxiliary should, occasionally employing shall as an auxiliary, a less common early modern English usage notably absent in the King James Bible in spite of its heavy use of finite syntax the book of mormon is consonant with the strong early modern english preference for infinitival complementation after passive command verbs despite the king james bible's strong preference for infinitival syntax it uses finite syntax at a significantly higher rate with embedded complexity but not with embedded passives the Book of Mormon represents a late 15th century form of command syntax that is less modern in construction than most of what is found in the King James Bible. It certainly does not systematically match the King James Bible in most instances, yet it incontrovertibly evinces principled usage of the grammatical construction. A linguistically unsophisticated author could not have produced the array of syntactic structures found in the Book of Mormon. Deep, native-speaker... Knowledge of early modern English was required to achieve the regulated patterns of use found in the Book of Mormon. Those involved in putting the text into writing in the late 1820s were not early modern English scholars, but were familiar with the King James Bible. Had they composed the Book of Mormon themselves, they naturally would have used the King James Bible as a template, not only to make it sound scriptural, as Twain put it back in 1872, but in order to fashion complex syntactic structures such as the ones this article has examined. Moreover, since the majority infinitival usage of the King James Bible was largely consonant with their own native speaker intuitions, that is exactly what they would have employed extensively, not the linguistically distant and obscure usage from more than three centuries earlier that is so prevalent in the Book of Mormon. Both the King James Bible and the 19th-century American usage would have led them to adopt infinitival command syntax as the default case for the Book of Mormon, because that was the most obvious feature of the King James Bible, and that was also the predominant feature of their own language. Therefore, in order to maintain a belief that Joseph Smith authored the Book of Mormon, one must assume that he chose to consciously and independently adopt an obsolete, finite clause construction as the main form of command syntax against the King James Bible and his own language. One must also ascribe to him the ability to follow principled usage patterns not found in the King James Bible and or incapable of being derived from a normal reading of that text. These include favoring active, finite, and passive infinitival complementation, as well as heavy doses of layered syntax, both obscure phenomena to be found mainly at the beginning of the early modern English period, nearly always using finite syntax with four types of embedded complexity, always employing finite syntax with an auxiliary, occasionally shall, except when the embedded subject was second person, optionally, and always using main clause raised objects with embedded infinitives. Because syntactic knowledge is largely tacit, Joseph Smith would have been unaware of such linguistic fine points, just as we are today. And because much of this language was inaccessible to him, it is possible to assert with confidence that he would have been incapable of implementing this complex syntax in the remarkably consistent fashion the text presents. In summary, a scrutiny of command syntax in the 1829 Book of Mormon The 1611 King James Bible, and Caxton's 1483 translation of Legenda, Aurea Sanctorum, and in Early Modern English generally, emphatically tells us that the Book of Mormon is an advanced Early Modern English text in terms of this syntactic structure, and that linguistic competence in earlier forms of English was necessary for its elaboration. Thus we have further evidence in favor of Skousen's view that Joseph Smith received revealed words from the Lord. Had Smith received distinct ideas and put them in his own language and or in biblical language, he would have used an infinitival command syntax heavily, and any infrequent finite syntax would have been predominantly the layered variety. The many obsolete early modern English aspects of the text, including command syntax and its richness and diversity, Suggests that the process of translation, as we usually understand the term, occurred without human participation. Yet translation, in the sense of conveyance from one condition to another and from one place to another, did indeed occur with human participation by the gift and power of God. In our sphere, Joseph Smith and his scribes required faith, receptivity, and concentration in order to receive and set down in writing the Book of Mormon in a divinely sanctioned form. It was no easy task. The effect for us has been a transformation of the plate script into early modern English by the bestowal of God's miraculous power. Stanford Carmack has degrees in linguistics and law from Stanford University and a doctorate in Hispanic linguistics from the University of California, Santa Barbara. He is the author of a historical novel on Joseph Smith's life, Joseph, A Stalwart Witness, Covenant, 2013, written by the late Cecilia Jensen. He has published articles on Gregorian verb morphology and object participle agreement in Old Spanish and Old Catalan. He now researches Book of Mormon syntax as it relates to early modern English and contributes to Volume 3 of the Book of Mormon Critical Text Project, edited by Royal Skousen. This has been a recording of What Command Syntax Tells Us About Book of Mormon Authorship by Stanford Carmack, originally published in Interpreter, A Journal of Mormon Scripture, Volume 13, 2015, pages 131 to 173, read by Sean Canney. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.